Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tonight's topics. Actually, we've got one big long topic tonight, don't we? And we've got a giveaway for you guys. We have a special winner tonight. What's tonight's topic? You're the one that came up <laughs> with it. So tonight's topic is cutting the ties after divorce. And what we mean by that is actually... Um, getting rid of that friendship and that um, companionship and all the hard stuff that it's so hard to do, you know, just losing that person that you've depended on for so long. And uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit because I feel like it's a trending topic. So where do you want to start us? (laughs) Um, Well, this is also, I think, called uncoupling. Uncoupling. There's uncoupling. a. Is there a real term for it? Yeah, I think like Gwyneth Paltrow started this with her ex, who the the, the singer, the famous singer. I, yeah, I know the name. Who I is could, it? I though? couldn't. I, I couldn't pin um, the tail on the donkey, but. Oh gosh. Okay. This is. I'm having a brain fart, but <laughs> yeah. So they created a term called uncoupling. You know, when you unravel that unit that yeah. was marriage. So. And that's a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure uh, if you guys are all in the blended family situation right now, um, you've been there. You've done that, you know, where you have that person that you've depended on, you've gone to um, for so long and told about all the good times and the bad times and just depended on. And that next step after separation or divorce is so hard because that person who's always been your person, um, cutting that tie, you know, and, and I have, uh, I have someone very close to me going through this situation right now. It is Chris Martin. Thank you very much. Oh, we, we got people listening. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Gwyneth Pastro and Chris Martin. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. There we go. Um, okay. So getting to that point where you need to cut the ties with that person because otherwise What's the point of divorce in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is there so much more to it? No, I just, um, well, first of all, first of all, why, like, what made you want to talk about this tonight? Because I feel like it's very rare that you're like, I have something I really want to talk about. Yeah, you know what? I have someone very close to me going through something like this, but not even just one person. I have actually multiple people going through this right Our now. Our wedding party is falling apart. Yeah, you guys. and it's not just it's not just them. You know, I have another friend who's um, who I've played hockey with for so long. You know, and I'm I'm very close with with him and um, his dad, his brother, his uncle. Mm. Um, I've known this family for such a long time, and they've dealt with something like this. But you know. Um, and it's, you've dealt with this. I have dealt with this. And it's and it's a hard thing because you you know, you, your spouse asks for a divorce or however you get into the situation, but now all of a sudden they still want to be present in your life and control who you're dating and you know, give you the yes and the no and the green light on things, but then when you are dating someone, they want to freak out because this person's not right. You know, they have all these flaws about them and all these insecurities come bubbling up well i yeah because this person still wants to have a say in your life right 
and they often dangle the children as there a, as, as like well or bait or mm-hmm. you know use the kids this is how kids start getting used and divorce right because they know vindictive people or controlling people or people who want their cake and eat it too see these kids as like an opportunity to still control the ex or still try to manipulate you know, how manipulate the situation to have it, how you're most comfortable with. Like, I want to move on and date someone, but I still want you very present. Like I want to go have my boy toy Uh and date and have fun and all the romance and all the sex and all the, the new beginnings and all the butterflies. But then I still want my husband. I wish I had buttons for all these, like, (laughs) (laughs) but then I want my husband who's steadfast, strong, steady, who will provide for me and who mm-hmm. will fix everything that's broken when it's broken. Right. And, you know, who I can still confide in and talk to and share life with and parent with it, you know. And I feel like um, I feel like men and women often find themselves in this situation when you're starting to go through divorce. And it's very confusing. Yeah. You know, in, in the biggest part of it, what keeps them there is usually you've been in a relationship for so long and um it's one of those things like i mentioned a little while ago that you are used to talking to this person this person is normally your person you know um it's someone that you go to and you're like hey guess what i had a major job change or hey what do you think about this or you know what do you think about this color of the walls you know for paint um you know it's all it's all the little things that add up to the big things yeah. And that's what makes it so hard. You know, once this divorce happens or this separation, you know, how do you how do you find yourself cutting ties? I mean, how do you how do you rip off that band-aid? I don't know. I remember you went through this. Like my my situation was a little bit different right. divorce wise. So I don't feel like it can really relate to this. Not as much, yeah. But I remember we were friends. Yep. And I I got a first like a front row seat to a lot of your struggles when it was finally ending. And I remember thinking, um, gosh, and I hope it's okay that I'm even sharing this, but you were so heartbroken Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, it was so hard to watch you because you fought for your marriage and more than fighting for your marriage, you really fought to keep your family together. I think more than you yeah. wanted your marriage, you didn't want your family torn apart. And, um, and I watched you really wrestle with trying to hold on and trying to fix it and trying to make it better. And your ex-wife is somebody who's been in your life since you were kids. Right. Uh, yeah. Junior high or high school. Yeah. So, Also, it was not only were you losing your wife and the mother of your kids, but you were also losing a best friend and not just a best friend because you're married, but like a best friend who has your history, has your past, has memories that nobody else knows, has stories that nobody else can relate to, has a piece of your life that nobody else has seen. And I remember like just my heart was broken and I felt so, and I still feel bad to this day that your family isn't together. I feel like you, a piece of you died with when that happened. It's a very familiar place that Mm -hmm. ends up going dark and it's not truly like a death because you can't have just a funeral and say goodbye. And I think that's, that's the problem with divorce that ends up, bringing people into these court battles and these arguments and these fights because it isn't usually just a clean cut goodbye and people Mm -hmm. often reach little by little for that, that memory and that known place. Well, it's Um, comfortable. Yes. You know, it's, it's a comfortable per, you know, it's comfortable and who like, you know, I think that, especially people in your situation who this is like a childhood person who's been in your life forever. You know, when you go through divorce with somebody who has a big piece of your life under their belt with you, you know, I think you have to extend a lot of grace to yourself because how are you supposed to really 
just cut that off and just walk away. And who is in, and also let's talk about when you start dating, you know, it's really hard to date somebody who has been in this situation too, because I think people you date really expect you to just be like done. Right. And that's not how any of us operate. You know, if you cared and love someone, that's, that's, kind of an unrealistic, unreasonable ask. Well, and then the other know? thing is too, um, you know, if you have children with your ex, they're going to somehow be in your life, most likely, for the rest of your life. You yeah. Know? Because you have children together. You have a you have something in common that there is no cutting ties to. I mean there right. shouldn't be. And right. and that's why we're here is because we are blended families and we still have, mm-hmm. you know, very present and great relationships with our children. But I really quick, I just, I think my point was to what I was trying to get across was who is anyone to say how long it should take someone to get over something? Right. You know, like when you're dating someone, if you're dating someone who's like, I can't believe you still, you know, and really insecure. And I get that because I've been there. But really, it's like, who are any of us to say to somebody, like, you should be over this by now, or you should move on, or you shouldn't care? I mean, you know, none of us can put a timeline on a heart, like a healing heart. Nobody can, and I don't even know if things ever really fully heal. You know, I think you move on. I think you grow. I think you move past. But um, I don't know if, if... Brokenness ever really heals. I think that it, you know, it's it's like a scar. Yes, it may not bleed. Yeah, but it's there. But it's still there. You still, you You still remember the time. You you remember the pain that you know. And so I just, I would say too, as you're uncoupling and getting out there and dating, and even when you're feeling like shame and guilt, and you're really struggling with, gosh, I really shouldn't be feeling this way. I really shouldn't be so torn, or I just wish I, I can move on from this. But like, give yourself some grace you know it who are you to say how long it's going to take you to get over it you know right it's different for everyone well you know what about when it comes to that time and you start dating and your ex is now inserting themselves they are facebook stalking their instagram stalking you know they're doing all the social media stalking who's who's doing the stalking sorry i'm sorry uh the the who's stalking the ex the The ex ex is stalking stalking not only you and what you're doing but they're now stalking the new boyfriend or girlfriend (laughs) Then maybe you just block them like why are you allowing okay so here's here's where that gets complicated you have to co-parent with this person so do you block them on social media and my advice to something like this is you basically set guidelines like look we're only going to talk about the children from this point on we're only going to keep it short and sweet and not divert from the children you know it's literally going to be pointed you know what time are they coming over what time am i picking them up um you know just just the basics mm-hmm. and, but getting to that point is really hard because mm-hmm. um a lot of times when you are fresh out of a divorce. Um, you don't necessarily have a custody schedule yet, you know. So my advice on that was don't go jumping into court right away. Don't try to get into court. It's one of those things you want to avoid almost at all costs. You know, do your best to start off um, getting along as well as possible and co-parenting as well as possible because no one really wins in, in court anyways. I feel like it's always a lose-lose and someone might, you know, but the situation's going to be really terrible. So if you can keep it out of court, but come up with a court or like a custody schedule and you can do that through mediation, which I think that's what you did, right? Yeah, we did mediation. Yeah, so that kept you guys completely out of court. It did. And how does that process even look? mediation yeah i mean we had to go to court not we had to go to court and face the judge and he asked us questions and you know we were in court but we didn't have lawyers and like fighting for custody in court wasn't costing you tens of thousands of dollars no we had we just went to court and to get our divorce finalized and to get our custody you know schedule that we came up with a mediation finalized and um it was it was pretty seamless and pretty easy um, mediation's kind of a joke because if you don't both agree, it doesn't go anywhere. So you both have to agree for it to be put, like for the mediator to write it down in an agreement. And this is kind of you where, have to both agree. And this is kind of where you're saying first started. 
thigh who <laughs> says no holds all the power. Yeah. You know, and some things are like, am I going to die on this hill? You know, because if, if it's, if, is it worth going to court over? Right. And for, and I always say, because I know my ex and I, um, my kids going to court would have been not in the best interest for my children. Just knowing the players of the game, they would have been, they would have lost more than any of us could have gained. So it was worth me losing out on some tidbits I wanted and maybe him too, um, just to keep it out of court. Um, but that was, I'm lucky. I, I guess we're lucky it worked out that way for us, you know, but yeah, funny story about mediation. And I think maybe I've shared this on podcast before, but, um, mediation was where he told me he was getting married again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So I don't know. That was, I, I, that was fun. I got to hear it. Did you have the power in no? (laughs) Just kidding. No, but it's just, you know, it was like awkward, a third person there. And you know, it's just that little, like, it wasn't that he was getting remarried. It was more like, (laughs) yeah. To who? Yeah. In the situation. In the situation, it was just, you know, let's disrupt mediation by bringing this shit up. One of our listeners says, my ex asked me what shampoo he used. (laughs) Is that not funny? That's funny. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, let's let's roll back to something you said. Okay. Social media. Oh. Like, okay. I think that if it causes problems, then you shut it down. Social media? Yeah. And that's what I did for a long time. Not, I mean, block the person. Yeah. You know? I just shut down social media. I'm like, you know what? I can't. You did. And I've shared stories about this on some of our past episodes, like how bad social media got. But it's finally like, what's important? You know, like the welfare of myself and my children and my well-being and, you know, my now life or sharing stuff on social media. And I'm like, this is just you know, brag book anyways, it's stupid. Yeah. Like, let's just get rid of it. So, yeah. You but might- I mean, sometimes it's hurtful, you know, sometimes it's hurtful to see your kids making, especially when it's fresh and new and divorce papers aren't even like, you're not even technically divorced yet. Right. And people are moving on and you didn't want this. And you're having to now watch people move on on social media and or your kids being loved. On, you know, either it's just, that it's or they moved hurtful. on. They moved on before you ever even knew that they were moving on. You know, you're you're living in the, you're living in the same house. And that's kind of my story. You found out through social media. You found out through social media or, or you find out little hints because of social media and then it blows up to something else. And it's like, whoa, my, my spouse is dating someone else while we're still married. We're still living in the same household, you know? And I know a lot of people can relate to that, but it's like your whole world crumbles you know, and now, like, what are we going to do? Because there's no turning back from that. Or maybe they don't want to turn back from that. You know, what do we do? Are you moving out? Am I moving out? Who are the kids staying with? Are the kids staying at this home? You know, and it's a lot to figure out in the midst of confusion. Right. So you're trying to yeah. communicate with this person who you thought had your back through thick or thin, who you took vows with. And now all of a sudden, they are they're the snake in the grass. You know, you can't trust them with anything, but you also, all you've ever known is trusting them with everything. So now where do you draw the line? What do you tell them? What do you not tell them? You know, they're dating someone, they're completely happy, but now it's been months or it's been a year or so. And you're like, I'm trying to move on. Divorce papers are in, they're signed, they're done with, you know, are we just waiting on the six months? Or whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be three years. <laughs> I feel like my divorce took the longest. Your divorce is like eight years. <laughs> eight years. We haven't been divorced that long, but it was pretty damn close. It felt like it. It was eternity. Yeah. But it. But regardless, the other person has moved on. You know. And let's actually talk about that for a minute. The other person has moved on. You guys aren't living together anymore. Yeah. Or even if you are, but you're not living together anymore. The other person has clearly moved on. Made it obvious. Is it all right for you to move on at that point? Is that all right for you to start going out and dating? Like what? There's so, you know, because I struggled a lot with that because of my faith and my religion. I'm like, you know what? I'm still married. I feel like to a certain point, that's adultery. Even though the other person is doing that, you know, 
is it all right for me to do that? You know, the, where, where's that line? You know, what's, what's all right in that situation? I think that's between you and God. Right. You know, I don't, I think that that is not anything for anyone to judge. Yeah. Honestly, like I think you have to do what you believe is right and you have to pray about that and you need to figure out, you know, what you're good with and are what you, you're not. Are you totally done? I think that's a question I asked, you know, am I completely done? Has God released me from this? Mm-hmm. And you had, you had kind of that coming to Jesus moment, if you will. No, God totally released me from my marriage. Like in, in one swift, yeah. like you had. But I mean, that was a was year a and a half coming. coming. It was right. a year and a half struggling. Go, go, stay, go. What am I going to do? I'm not happy. It's eventually going to happen. Do I wait now? Do we do it later? You know, um, but when it happened, you, you just felt it, right? Yeah. Where were you? Church. You were. Mm-hmm. So I told the story on this I podcast. I'm like, just trying to recap a little bit for, yeah. oh. for our new listeners. Yeah. So who I are had subscribing at this very moment and leaving <laughs> no. us those. So those I feedbacks. mean, quick, you guys have heard this if you're a listener, but yes, I had, I was in therapy for a year and a half. I was going to church. I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, while still married. While still married. And therapy was wonderful because it really helped me figure out what I wanted and that I wasn't crazy. I think a lot of people are in relationships and they feel like they're crazy. <laughs> Is that because they feel crazy or because they're told they're crazy? Um, I think that I was gaslighted a lot, honestly, in my okay. marriage. You know, where I'm like, I know this, like, things would upset me. And then, I, for instance, a fun story. Hypothetical, you know, um, at a, like I'll I'll just go ahead and share this Let's story. Do this. this is a fun little story. Okay, should I get the button ready? No. So, <laughs> example of gaslighting. Okay, in my marriage, um, I was at a bar with my husband. It's St. Patrick's Day. Did you guys go to bars often? We went out. We yeah, we really? went out. We had fun. Yeah, like often, like weekly, uh, no, monthly, daily, like monthly. Okay. Yeah, we would go out. Our marriage was never better than it, when it was out. Okay. We, 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 we were out a lot. We were very social, and things usually were great then. It was behind closed doors. It was a shit show. And that's something that you need to remember, too, when you see your friends getting divorced or when you see people and you're like, I don't get it or I don't agree with it or how could they do that? You know, you only see nobody knows what happens behind closed doors. I was always so excited to go hang out with friends because I was never treated better in my marriage than when we were with other people, you know, then it was a show. Then it was like, I am Mr. Charming. And you know, he was very charming in a public setting and Everyone loved him. and That's why we have a podcast once a week, love, so I can just be so <laughs> charming. So charming. So, but then, you know, behind closed doors, it was bad. And, um, but anyway, so gaslighting. So when I say people make you feel like you're crazy, right? So we're at a bar. Um, it's St. Patrick's Day. And it's a small town situation, right? And... We're all drinking or whatever, and my husband, like, and all the the little league dads are around and coaches, and um, my husband decides to pull down my shirt and expose my breast to everyone around in the bar, and like bra and all, like nipples, the full, the full shebang, and I was so upset and mortified and so pissed off, and I felt in that moment like, um, like not protected, like I feel like my, I, I, for me, I want my husband to be my protector, you know, like protect my honor, you know, um, and I felt so, it was so shameful. Like, I don't, I can't even explain really, but I was, and it was in front of like people I had to face like the next had, day at Little League, like right? Like you had been betrayed almost? Yeah, it was just, it was icky and it was just like, um, it made me feel very small. You know, it made me feel very like, um, not like a piece of meat because I don't think like I'm all that, but like it made me feel very like, like belittled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good that's a good word for it and so I'm upset and I leave I'm like I'm going home like I want to leave now and then he got mad that I was upset 
So then it became a fight. Like I was a baby for crying, ruining all the fun. Um, like it turned into your fault. It was my fault. Hmm. Like I got in trouble for being upset and for crying and for wanting to leave and for ruining the fun and for whatever. Like it turned into he was pissed at me. And I had no, like, he didn't even acknowledge that he had done anything wrong. And he didn't even see my hurt or my pain. He just looked right through me because he was so angry about whatever he was angry about. And that's what I mean by gaslighting. Like, it made me feel crazy. Like, wait a minute. Am I crazy for being upset that you just exposed my breast to, like, our community in a bar, like, without my permission? And that is not something that I, that's not even who I am. Like, you wouldn't see me. You don't even go out wearing like, like skin be risque stuff. I used to. Did you? Damn, like my favorite. Don't you. <laughs> she <laughs> don't even go to bed wearing skin be risque <laughs> stuff. She like sweats head to toe, beanie on. Well, listen, like one of my favorite things in the world to do is like a nightclub dancing, right? So even in that situation, you know, you would never see me like showing my boobs or that's just not who I am. Um, even if I am dressed cute, you know, it's it's pretty like. I feel, I don't know, whatever. So this just wasn't who I was. And so then it would make me feel like, am I crazy for, like, I'm, I, sit, I just sat there and way. questioned myself. Like, am I crazy? And I feel like a lot of relationships are like that. Like, your partner doesn't even see you at all. They just want to get their point out or they are starting to question you or they're upset. Like, they turn your hurt into a reason to be mad at you and that is gaslighting to me that is like what i mean by when you when you feel crazy like anyway yeah well so so i that but what was i saying that story for i was at well i'm curious did it ever get anyway. brought up after that with anyone else any of the other families or people that were around to witness um, everyone saw how upset I was. I don't think anyone, I mean, what are you going to do the next day? Oh, you know what? No, they the little league coach made a joke the next day at practice. Oh yeah. What'd that sound like? I don't even know. Dang it. You, you want to hear <laughs> I, the joke. I, would, yes. I love the jokes. Yes. Um, was it a good one? No, it was just, you know, but it was embarrassing to have to go to little league and the dads and coaches yeah, and, all, and, and you guys whatever. have little kids like your son was playing at that time and he was what? Probably six, maybe five. Yeah. I was young. Yeah. Really young. So that's a fun story. Um, and actually really caught me off guard because like I had said before, like when we were out, that was when I was treated the best. So for that to have happened that particular time was just like earth shattering to me. Also, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I would expect there something like this at home, you know, but not like in public. So, um, so now... That's the that time where you're really supposed hard. to be treated the best, supposedly. Now you go home, mm -hmm. and now you're behind closed doors, and now you got now you're angry. He's telling you that you're crazy. no. Now, now I'm like a battered wife syndrome. Now I'm questioning, like, am I crazy? So was and your, I'm apologizing. What do you think that was your tipping point, or how long after that did oh you? Oh God, end I don't even divorced? remember. I mean, this was like months before, just, weeks before. God, that's I think where this the year and a half started. Mm -mm. No. It had already started at that point? No, I think, oh, where were, I don't even, it's been so many years ago, um, but probably, probably two years before, maybe a year okay. and a half, maybe right around that time, because if Cole, yeah, if he was five, then yeah, we were seven, he was seven, so it was probably right in that time, like things like that. You know, he was super mean to my friends. He called my, my one of my best childhood friends. He called her that same night, actually. He called her a boy with tits. <laughs> no, was he just like... <laughs> See, like, I, I don't mean, find that... I'm like, that was no, I mean, like, to I'm her la face. I'm laughing at, like, this whole... Like, to was her he, face. Had he been drinking a lot? Was he, like, extremely inebriated? Like, was no, he just... No, no. Because we were driving, No. He wasn't extremely inebriated. Mm -mm. Wow, that's a that's a, a that's a big boy word for drunk. I heard that word on live PD, which is no longer, <laughs> which makes yeah. me sad. So things like that, but um, so I really wrestled, and I think that I had a lot of like, you know, I, do I stick it out till my kids are eighteen? And I will never like I have shared this before, but my therapist said like. Um, if you think this is an inevitable situation and I said, yes, it's inevitable. Like this is, you know, 
something's going to happen. Like this is not a lasting marriage. It's toxic. It's not healthy. It's, it's bad, you know? And so, but then I'm like, I'm, I took vows before God and I also am Christian and I'm like, I'm not, I, you know, like I wrestled with that. Um, and if you would have stuck it out till kids were 18, your first kid isn't even 18 yet. Your first kid still has three and a half years to been. go. No, um, I have no regrets. About three years. I have no regrets. And also, you know, oh, I, I, I always say, well, better two loving households than one toxic one. And if we had stuck it out, it would have been a really piss poor example of a marriage. I would never want my kids to treat a spouse the way either one of us were treated. Right. I it was not it was not anything I would want my kids to strive for or think was okay. And at some point you have to stand up for yourself because your kids have to learn that. You know, if your kids see you getting walked all over or, or, you know, if your kids see you being hurt or, you know, crazy and unhappy or whatever it is, then that is going to be their normal. They're going to think that's okay and that's what life is and that's their comfort zone. So that is what they will go out and seek in the world. Um, And so I'm super grateful. But even therapy and hearing all these things and him telling me like better now for kids, psychologically, the, the younger you can separate, the more pliable their brains are, the more adaptable they are to new situations. It's much better for kids if you know this is the ending, you, you know, you know this is going to be the outcome. And you just can't put up with it anymore. The younger, the better. The older the- they get, their their whole lives are now, you know, 18, their whole lives are a sham. Their whole, their whole parents' marriage is a lie. You know, it's so much questioning everything. Right. And it's harder for them to adapt and and relearn things. And they're mad. And, you know, it's just so that 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 still wasn't enough. I had to have God's release. And something that's been misconstrued, I think, on our podcast before is that people not not many times, but a couple of times have, you know, accused us of promoting divorce. And, you know, it always (laughs) it's always hurtful when we say that because we are so. If you can, if you can get by and have a loving household and learn to work through your problems and communicate, so much better to do. You know, I wish, I, I wish divorce upon no one. You know, I don't ever want anyone to have to ever get a divorce. You know, and I think that's a big reason for our podcast and why we do this is because most of us have already gone through it, and we're trying to figure out a way to never do it again. Well, and blended families have a 70% divorce rate. Failure rate, yes. And I could you imagine going through that again? No, it would be horrific. Like right now, I mean... It's heartbreaking. It's, I mean, it's really... And for kids to have to go through it twice. I mean, once is enough, you know, but... Yeah. um, But yeah, so it did take God, like you said, you were feeling guilty about that. It, take, it took God releasing me before I would have stuck it out I really would have if that wouldn't have if God wouldn't have just been like because basically I'm in church I'm crying I'm praying I don't know what to do I'm unhappy I'm miserable I feel shamed all these things and then you know like the Holy Spirit just entered my body and I stopped crying and it was just like God said that he wouldn't want this kind of marriage for any of his kids where were you entered from (laughs) but you know it's this isn't even marriage like vows are more than just there's a lot of vows you take but we only we only to we only really care about (laughs) sex truly but there's so many other vows you know but it's all i'm in it for let's do this but you know so but you know i i felt like god didn't god loves his children and this isn't a, a marriage that he would want i don't think god wants us to be uh, anyway, without and it wasn't saying some, words and it wasn't that some quick marriage like, oh, it took you a year and a half, but you guys had only been married two or three years. You guys were married, what, 10 years? Nine. Nine years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and together for like a year before. So we were probably together a total of 10 years. Okay. Um, but. So yeah. when it was time, you guys had started moving your separate ways and mm-hmm. you were like, all right, I'm going to start dating now. Mm-hmm. I met this really awesome. I wasn't even ready to like, man. that's, that's why this worked out because I did date here and you know, like whatever, but I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. I didn't foresee me, you know, being married again 
in the beginning, you don't even think that you can do that again. I totally felt that way. You're like, like, I can't even do this again. I have no desire. Right. Um, And I think that's why we worked out because we were just hanging out and friends and there was no pressure. And it's in the beginning to the, we weren't, you know, eventually we had talks because feelings got involved and we're like, yeah, but we started building a friendship long before it got to that point. So now did you run to your ex and be like, Hey, I met this guy, you know, or did you just Mm. completely? No, because see with me and my ex, like I wasn't treated well in my marriage so wasn't going to be treated well outside so that wasn't, my marriage. So that wasn't your like, comfort zone anyways. Well, we just, we didn't have a friendship in our marriage. You know, we weren't, um, we weren't like friends. We couldn't even have a talk without it turning into an argument. So I mean about anything. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I felt like he was my person. Right. He was not my person. Right. That's why we're not married. Um, he was not my person. So for me, it was easy. I had friends to talk okay. to. I didn't. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't really relate to this because I never felt the need to, like, confide in him mm-hmm. and and ask for his opinion. Like, I never felt a need to. And I know a lot of people feel that. Like, they want to ask opinions. You know, he asked my yeah. opinion on stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You had some, you had some weird conversations where he tried mm-hmm. to confide in you. Should we start sleeping in the same bedroom together? And there are some other weird ones, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, you should really be having this conversation with the woman you're living with, not me. Like, not I me. don't want to know this. This is not appropriate. Right. And also, I was, I've always, you know, been like, I'm always very respectful of other women. So I was like, a, like, if I were his girlfriend, now wife, and I knew that, like, it, I put myself in her shoes, like. I'd be so pissed if, you know, my boyfriend's asking his ex if we should sleep in the same bed. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I, I would total. So I was, oh, I was also like, go, go work it out with her. Like, I am not the appropriate person. Yeah. You know, and I, that might have pissed him off or hurt his feelings because he was trying to be whatever he was trying to be. But I'm like, this is also a boundary line that I had to draw now. Because we're not friends. We've never been friends. You've never been, like, we're not going to be confidants. Like, we can't, we don't get along. So, it was very weird. And I don't know what his motives, maybe he was just trying to make me jealous. I don't know. Or hurt me more. I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know or, the motives for that. Or maybe he was genuinely like, I, what do you think about the kids? Is that, like, his first attempt at co-parenting? I don't know. Yeah, I just well, you know what, like, my, one of my friends going through this is, like, you know, picking up the kids, hanging out with his ex and her new boyfriend for a little while. And, um, you know, they're around each other. But then, you know, his ex is like, hey, come spend the, the weekend at the lake with us sometime and go out on the boat, you know? <laughs> He's like... Some people can do that. I don't that's think not I... my situation. But we're talking about, is that I don't think I can do this, you know? Like, that's weird. He's like, well, maybe, you know, when I start dating someone and, you know, we're like co-parenting and, you know, we've moved on. You know, and she got kind of offended. Like, you can't do that without having someone else there. It's like, well, do you want to be that third wheel? But, you know, once you open that door and you start asking, you know, permission from your ex for things, does that leave that door open to where now they feel like they can just control everything that you do? Well, I think the problem here is the joy. The door's never been shut. Right. You know, it's like you haven't, I I think people really need to protect their hearts and also draw boundary lines because people will take advantage. Like I know your friend that you're talking about and obviously I know he still loves her a whole lot Mm -hmm. and he didn't want this to end and he has no control and... I mean, how do you stop loving someone that you've loved forever? That I don't you have kids with that and, you have kids with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, that that would be a hard thing to shut off. And, you know, it would take a really strong, it takes a really strong person to, to shut that door and to move forward and to, you know, 
draw it's really hard to draw boundaries and you don't want to hurt their feelings like even if you've been wronged I also know your friend just because they wronged you doesn't mean you want to wrong them like your friend's not going to be okay with hurting her feelings no or making her feel a certain way no but the problem is is if he doesn't he will make it worse for her like he needs to he needs to just not be involved in her so you don't think he should go to her and be like hey I met this new woman you know, here's <laughs> no. who she is, you know, and, and I, and that's the same thing I said. Don't definitely don't be sharing stuff like that. The reason being is because now you open up that door for, for input, for criticism, for judgment, you know, which now it's just not appropriate anymore. Not only is it not appropriate, but it's also just, it's not any of their business anymore. That's right. You know, you now need to make a, a new life with someone without outside noise especially Mm -hmm. negative outside noise Mm -hmm. if it's someone that you think that you can build a relationship with who cares what anyone else thinks at that point and really who's who knew who's the new girl who's gonna be okay with ex-wife always having input or and that was and that was some other advice truly move on if you still have your foot in somebody else's house, you know what I'm trying to say? Well, you know, and that was the other part of advice I said too. I said, you know, you're going to meet someone who is, and I know he's going to meet someone awesome because he is an amazing, just wonderful person, but he's going to meet someone great. Yeah. Who then wife is going to insert themselves in friend them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram. And this new wonderful woman who's probably going to work great for you is going to be like, what is going on? Like your ex-wife is all over my stuff and she's giving her input and mm-hmm. makes just this weird little And I have realm. a feeling this this ex-wife is going to be a shit show of and problem. It's, and it's going to end up pushing yep. this woman away who would yeah. have been wonderful for you. Yeah. And but he's got to have to like, he's going to have to sack up and not allow it. Dang, you got called out. Truly, like you're going to. I don't know if he ha- listens to this stuff at all, but he might one day. <laughs> he might one day, but you have to, and I would say this to a woman too, you know, at some point you have to have enough self-respect to be, but you can't move on until you're ready. And if you're not ready, some things you have to let play out. I don't know. Right. You know, like so you have to would- eat the whole bag of Oreos but they, but it's cake, and they want to eat it too. <laughs> yeah, okay. A lot so of people want cake. So, what would your advice then? Because I have no, I don't talk to the now soon to be ex, but I'm also like, man, what would I say to this person? Good if, thing I live in a different state. I know what would I, but what would I say? Like, you need to leave this person alone. You need to, you know, it's it's not your place anymore. Nor mean? would it be my place to say anything to Yeah, we've had this conversation a lot because you've, t- like, so it's funny because no marriage is perfect. And I feel like our friend group and our extended friend group, you know, the longer we're friends and the longer we're in people's So we're talking about, we're talking about a totally separate, different people now. Well, no, I'm just saying like, it's a hard thing not to insert yourself into someone else's, into somebody else's relationship when you feel like they've been wronged. Well, yeah. Or you know something that the other spouse doesn't know or, you know, like you have information that can totally blow up a person's marriage. Yeah. But you're like, there's Is a it lot my business. You know, it doesn't, I, what's advice you've told me? You know what? If it, if it doesn't affect you, stay out of it because otherwise it's going to. Um, That's right. Now, if you are. You don't, you're, I, you don't insert yourself into somebody else's marriage. Yeah. I think Truly. it's just a zone. It, it, it's, if somebody comes it's to their you. their no-no square. If somebody comes, if your friend comes to you and asks for advice or wants to pour their heart out, then you be there to receive right. it. But. It's not your information to go then turn around and insert yourself into another person's life who isn't the person who shared with you. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's where I am with that. That's where I've come to as I've, you know, it's people have make their choices. Right. Now, if there's, you know, if it's something just blatant going on and your friend is just getting completely played and you see this just happening. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe then you're a good friend and you're like, hey, (laughs) I see your man all the time. Okay, so here's a question. Say a friend knew that 
your wife was cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, you that friend to tell you or no? Yeah, I think at that point, you know. But, but say that bridge has already been crossed. Your friends have already, it's already been talked about. They've already worked through this. Maybe not all the details got worked out. So mm-hmm. you know a little more details on what actually got worked out. Mm-hmm. But your friend's not completely in the dark. Your friend has just decided to put their head in the sand and not listen to all the details or not have all the talks with their spouse mm-hmm. that they probably should have. Mm-hmm. So you would tell, so you're, I get what you're saying. If so I, okay, so you listen, would tell your if friend. If we're out at dinner, if we're at a dinner mm-hmm. and I see one of my friend's mm-hmm. spouse kissing on someone, loving on someone. Loving? I mean, you call it what you want. <laughs> you calling it loving. Freaking on someone up in the club. I'm probably going to tell my friend. Going down on them under the table at dinner? Yes. The the table is Giving bouncing. Giving a blowjob? Wow. What what kind of podcast are we running here? I'm just saying. Um, dinner tables. They're happening in place. Yeah. If I see the table bouncing, like I'm telling my friend. You are telling your friend. Or my, yeah. You know. Um, and you would expect your friend. Now, here's a question. I would expect my friend to if tell me a situation like that. If your friend knew mm-hmm. and never told you, would you be pissed at them? I don't know if I'd be pissed, but I'd probably be a little hurt. I'd, I'd probably feel a little betrayed. I mean, kind of what are friends for, right? Interesting. But say yes. your friend knew that this person had been out with this person and there had been some funky business going on. You saw the funky business happen. <laughs> the funky monkey. Yeah. <laughs> You've got it on spankfix.net. That chunky net. monkey. Um, but they they have kind of worked past it. Then I'm kind of like, you know what? They think they've solved it. They're getting along great. It's not happening anymore. Not my problem. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's not, you know, at some point, it's not your place to defend your friend's honor to a broken marriage that's already been split up. Also, like, don't create, things are hard enough as it is. Don't create more problems especially if they've kind of mended back together yeah they think they've figured it out or they have figured it out and they're going strong let them, let go, them, strong. Let them go strong let the rest die Brooke yeah. says <laughs> Brooke says or tell the cheater you know and they have 24 hours to confess or you will oh dun 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 yeah briefcase I'm gonna need a briefcase <laughs> full of money I don't know would you do that would you tell I somebody anyone no no, not like blackmail, oh. but would you tell, if, say you saw your friend out yeah. loving on someone else. That's the word I used. <laughs> loving. Yeah. Um, Remember McLovin? Okay. <laughs> okay. So loving on, would you confront them and be like, either you tell my friend or I will? Dang, that's some, that's some harsh reality right now. Would you tell uh, them um, that? Or would you just go straight I, to your friend and. F- I probably wouldn't do that because I'm not like, I'm not a big shit starter. You're not a confrontational person. I don't it's like a pretty to be. big thing to be a shit star. Like you tell your friend you started some shit. Yeah, but I also don't know if I would give anyone an <laughs> ultimatum right. either. Like if I'm going to go tell my friend, I'm going to go tell my friend and I don't oh, really care what you think. Oh, you know what I mean? Hey. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah. getting in a confrontation, like I'm, I'm owning this. You don't really get in confrontations. Uh, yeah, unless I'm like dead sure I'm going to win anything, you know, I'm like. I'm not going to court with someone if I'm not, you know, if I'm like, yeah, this could go anyway. It's kind of wishy-washy. Like I have to be very, a lot. No, but I have outside of like, dude, tell me a story. Um, I don't know. I've gone to court a few times, like small claims court, what? like over like production stuff. Uh, one of my buddies and I were talking about this. Um, yeah, but I've never gone to court. And been like, and, I don't know if it's going to go my way or yeah, not. Yeah, I've never gone to court and not won, you know, with or without a lawyer. But I also, like, I don't get into fights. You don't. I've never seen you cause tr- trouble. Yeah, if if I'm in the wrong of something, I'm going to make it right. I'm not going to be like, I wronged you and, like, mm-hmm. good luck, take me to court. Yeah. You know, like, if, if something's not right on my end and I can control it, I'm going to fix it. Oh, you're going to end this shit. Or, or yeah, or I'll end it if we're going to go to court. Um, Brooke says, is it better to hear it from the cheater? I don't know who it's better to hear it from. I mean, it's going to hurt either way. Right? Yeah. I, you know, okay. While we're on the subject of cheating in marriage, I am going to toot my own horn. Toot, toot, toot. Because I am so sick of people having affairs to end marriages. Oh, it's such a cop out. 
Because I ain't. Well, here's the deal. Because I know it can be done. Because I did it right. Like I walked. I walked away. I ended my marriage. Oh, I thought you were talking about cheating to end a marriage. No, I'm saying it can be done where you can walk away from a bad situation without having to cheat your way out of it. And how much better does that feel? Like, do you feel like I did it the right way? I went through the right hoops. I was good with how it ended in my heart, you know, but I will say that, I mean, there were accusations because you and I were friends. There were always accusations. I got accusations when I was actually married of stuff that I'm like, if you just trusted me and knew who I was, if you knew, if you truly loved me and knew my heart, you would know that I would never, ever, ever cheat on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that that is the cop out. Like people can't, People can't fathom marriages just ending because they're bad, right? It's always got to be somebody wrong, someone or cheated, meaning cheated. And it's just funny because I absolutely left without cheating when I owed it. And that still got brought up. Like I still heard that was like one of the favorite lies that they spread. Um, and it's, it's, there's so much shit talking, but whatever. I just know that you can and be a big enough person to own your feelings and emotions and what your convictions, you know, like don't, don't cheat your way out of your marriage. I think that is so disgraceful and unnecessary. You know, if you're going to end your marriage, do it as respectfully as you possibly can and do it for the right reasons. You know, I think people are unhappy and they make bad choices and then it backs the whole marriage into a corner just to implode. And I feel like that's a really disrespectful and disgraceful way to end a marriage. And marriage is really important. You know, it's, it's, it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly and entered into. So. And given up on so quickly. Yeah. You know, it should take a long time and a lot of, you know, praying and thought and therapy and, you know, working as hard as you can to keep it alive before you just let it go. Yeah. I feel like you have to exhaust all options. Right. You know, if you're going to end a marriage, you need to figure, you need to think that you've tried everything you possibly could try to fix it first, you know? And in the end I did do what was best for my kids and they're so happy now in both homes. They have two, they're well adjusted for divorced kids. Right. I can say that cause I was a divorced kid and I wasn't well adjusted, but they, they are. And that speaks to, my choice and I I'm happy for them I'm happy I'm happy even for my ex that he's happy he seems to have found his equal and his person in life and they have a good life and good on him yeah, you know mine as well mine as mine well, as well. Um, no, mine as well mine has found a good match and seems to be living a happy life and yeah our exes are really happy yeah So Brooke says, my sister told me I was being cheated on years ago and it was hard on our relationship for a little bit is why I said my comments, LOL. Oh, I hope that's okay to read out loud, but she wrote it on. She wrote it on the public (laughs) web, the world. Yeah, I think that that's, that is very true. When you insert yourself into, this is the sticky wicket, then you become the scapegoat. And I, I haven't been put in that situation over a cheating accusation, but I have had to talked to a friend about something that wasn't so awesome and it got turned around on me. Yeah. You know, and that's really, really hard thing because you want to, your anger has to go somewhere, you know? And so I think friends are, you know, an what easy are friends target. for? <laughs> yeah. Aw. So T Marie PM. Good to see you. Hi girl. She says so happy. I'm actually awake here on the East coast to watch you guys on the live. East coast. Man, it's late over there. It's like <laughs> I'm going to bed right after this. So, yeah. um, well, thank you for joining says, us. Here's, love listening to your show. Here's Thanks, a neat girl. thing. We are both going through some really weird changes, fam- big family changes with us. And it might allow for us to podcast and, do live streams or pre-recorded videos more often now. What kind of pre-recorded videos? (laughs) They'll be edited, you guys. Um, No, so if you guys freaked out, I got about my boob. I know boob. Boobs. (laughs) It was plural. (laughs) It was the boob. The boob. (laughs) So if you guys are interested in listening to us more or watching us more, Mm -hmm. or if you want to hear or see from us less, let us know. But we'd really like to hear from you guys what your feelings are. You know, like. Could you listen to us seven days a week? Could you listen oh, to us five days God. a week? Like, 
Let, but let us know. I couldn't listen to us seven days a week. I have so. to listen to you seven days a week, love. And I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. And I just hope everyone wants to hear from you seven days a week. But no, if uh, if it's something you guys are like, yes, I would like more of this, let us know. But we're also going to need your input because we're going to need lots of topics. And then other option, we're giving you guys options tonight. Other option is maybe doing more, but keeping them a little more pointed, you know, 30 minute on topic, one topic, two max. <laughs> on topic. On topic. Um, so let us know what you guys think about that. Um, comment below. Mm. Write us. Email us. Go to the website. Go to the blog. Go to social media. Um, we're on all all the major platforms. So let us know what you guys think. And then our next thing is we need to give away one of these books tonight. And am I announcing? We have a winner tonight, you guys. A winner. Yeah, you know, we were gonna we were gonna let two of these books go tonight, but we had a few people enter and only partially entered. And I responded to some of these people and they didn't end up fulfilling all the needs. So <laughs> <laughs> fulfilling all the needs. But you know what? We have a winner tonight. We it's do a signed copy of Connecting. Um, and a book about having a better relationship with your teenagers and how to connect with them and how to have a respectful relationship, how to deal with conflict, how to forgive, you know, um, it's a, you know, how to have patience, how to give love. AK, AK 48.0 says, he loves us. Aww, love you guys. Cool. Thank you. We love so you So this too. book is a lifesaver. I love that it's, and I wrote this there, it's not an insurmountable book that you are going to take weeks to get through. And I really appreciate that because I think when you want parenting help, I'm like, I read the bullet points, right? <laughs> right. Like I'm not reading all of, you know, that's how I studied in school and um, and I love that it's concise, but, you know, every sentence is really important. And I like that it's not too wordy because I would, I would just get bored. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of really great, relatable information on how to connect with your teen, which trickles into having a better household throughout. So even if you're not, you know, a parent of a teen right now, but you have littles that will be teenagers, there's useful stuff in parenting, even little kids. You can make it applicable to any age child in your home. And if you're parenting well, your marriage will be better. And that's something that I think is a secret to blended families that you don't understand until you're years into it is if you're parenting well, your marriage is better. When you guys are having parenting conflicts or you're, you know, bad parenting in your home, your marriage suffers. Um, it, it becomes a struggle. So if you can have any kind of insight on that, I think this is a really and good this, book this to get book your hands is full on. Of it. Right. So, so are we ready to announce our winner tonight? We have and are we going to, are we going to give the second one away? I haven't decided yet. Really? I might want it. I don't know. Well, let's see if we get any, anyone else to what, what were, what were all the terms? All right. So if, well, We'll see. So this person did all of this. They. Okay. So you have to be subscribed to our YouTube channel and then on um, a podcast. I guess we'll just do any podcast episode, right? You see all the. I see all them all. Okay. So yeah. on any podcast episode, um, you can comment with your name, how many kids you have and how long you've been a blended family. So those three things, name, how many kids and how long you've been a blended family. That's our YouTube side. And then on Instagram, we are asking you to follow us on Instagram on um, blended underscore life is our Instagram handle. And then to find the podcast category. But uh, anyway, we'll do it this way. You can just tag three friends on any post. We'll make okay. it easy this time around. Yeah. Okay. So follow us, tag three of your friends on any post and say you're entering Connecteen. So I know that's what it's for. You're entering to win Connecteen. And if you do both of those things, we check it and then we will put your name in a hat and draw it out and have a winner. So this week's winner is, do we get a drum roll? I'm going to draw the mic. <laughs> Good job. Abby Coffee. If we butchered your name, sorry. But Abby, I don't think I could have butchered that. you're going to love 
this book. I'm going to message you on Instagram tonight for your address and we'll mail it out. Awesome. And to I'm going to mail it out to her priority mail because she needs this ASAP. Yeah. So it's going to go into a priority Dang. mail envelope and get there really quickly. Yeah. So congratulations, girl. Thanks for entering. Thank you for entering. Thanks and for your support. Thanks for everyone else who kind of entered. But <laughs> if you've already kind of entered, just finish your entry and you'll probably win the next one yeah so we'll so we'll see how it goes next week and then um if not i'm happy to keep this book for my own yeah pleasure, so so and if you guys are here for the first time we really appreciate you guys if you guys are listening for the 52nd time because this is actually podcast number 52 so this is pretty neat um we appreciate everyone's support and just you guys just chiming in and messaging us you know giving us topics giving us input on topics you know it all adds up and to just making being encur- encouraging because we have you know we, we have haters of- out there too <laughs> some of us do <laughs> wow but you know what but it all adds up you. and it all makes just such a better blended family community that we are all a part of you know because we all need each other so we just we thank you guys so if you're listening to this for the first time and you're not subscribed or not following us please do so you know give us uh give us the opportunity to work with you guys and you guys become part of this family we just appreciate everyone and thank you for being here let us know what you guys think about more podcasts and more videos coming up maybe we start uh, featuring blended families again let's do that again what do you guys think about that give us ideas we'll have fun with them we'll have fun with you guys we'll have fun together we'll have fun with each other (laughs) Bye, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.